Hey, everybody. Welcome to Save Your Sorry. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle, and I'm here with my best friend and co-host, Jose Angel. This is where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or sometimes least favorite celebrities. And today I get to take a day off and it is all about Jose. It is. And today's going to be a little of a different podcast. I've been on vacation and my mind has been turned off. Oh, you say that. Come on. You've been drinking. (laughs) I wanted to do a mysterious or bizarre death of Brittany Murphy. And when I was almost done with the research, I saw that a documentary was coming out. So I had to rush to put this together. So basically, I'm not getting Brittany Murphy. No. <laughs> so if this Damn is- you! <laughs> so if this is your first time listening, it is a little different than what we normally do. That was just a long ramble to say. We're going to be discussing rapper Azalea <laughs> Banks. Mostly we'll be talking about her Twitter beefs and some real life controversies as well. Okay, I we one thing I know about Azalea, I know she's controversial. <laughs> yes, very. Before we begin, would you say Banks is in the top five female rappers? Uh, well, seeing as I have so much knowledge on the subject, <laughs> where you were very quick to shoot down Remy, <laughs> so I just want to get your opinion on it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I will tell you, I, uh, when Azalea, I didn't maybe follow her mixtapes as much, but when she came out with her, um, I think her first album, the Broke with Expensive Taste or something like that, there was, she had a few bangers on there. I, I cannot lie. I agree. I would think she has a very unique sound and her music gets stuck in my head. So I would say she probably is in the top five. If if I couldn't say that she's top five uh, rapper, definitely one of the most creative ones. Because like yeah. I said, her sound is her sound is different. I like it. I don't think any other artist out there really sounds like her. Mm-hmm. Azalea Banks was born May thirty first, nineteen ninety one, which makes her a Gemini. I don't know much about <laughs> Gemini's. It is my moon sign, but I don't think I have any Gemini's in my life. Well, now that I know that part of you is made of a Gemini, things make sense, even though I have no idea as well what that means. <laughs> All I know is I've I've seen two sides of you. Oh, okay. Her father Wait, died. <laughs> why'd you say it like that? <laughs> I I don't know. Um, it's just a weird comment. Of, well, it also made it made it sound more weird. <laughs> Thank you for not helping me out. <laughs> Her father died when she was two and left her mother to raise her and her siblings. Azalea claims her mother could be both emotionally and physically abusive and would just tell her business everywhere. Damn. Banks says, quote, she became really abusive physically and verbally. Like she would hit me and my sisters with baseball bats, bang her head against the walls, and always tell me I was ugly. I remember. Yeah. I remember once she threw out all the food in the fridge just so we wouldn't have anything to eat. Unfortunately, it seems like Azalea Banks and her mom still have problems in recent times. Yeah, that sounds like a a real fucked up uh, childhood and person. She seems very vindictive. She said she threw it all in the what? She threw all the food in the trash or the refrigerator? I think I said fridge, but she threw it in the trash. Yeah, that's cool. Azalea did end up moving out when she was 14 to live with her sister. Azalea did not at first want to be a rapper or a singer. Her first like career goal was acting. She was a child actor on off-Broadway plays and went to 
LaGuardia High School for Performing Arts. She did really well with plays, but when she started auditioning for TV roles and commercials, she wasn't doing the parts. Mm. On November 9th, 2008, Azalea would do something that would change her life forever. The now 17-year-old would upload her raps to MySpace. They got a lot of attention and record labels started to reach out to her. She ended up signing a developmental deal with Excel Records, a British label that has people like Radiohead and Adele. Definitely knew about Excel, you know, I'm (laughs) obsessed with Adele. Unfortunately, this deal did not work out the way Azalea wanted it to. She says they would not. (laughs) (laughs) She says they would not respond to her and were not releasing her songs. Azalea had this to say, quote, there was a good seven to eight months where I was just sending them text and no one would say anything or pick up her phone or respond to my emails. Nothing. And it started to ruin me. So I started harassing Richard like, dude, I'm going to chop your neck off. Answer my emails. And (laughs) Richard is the founder of Excel Records. (laughs) Damn. I mean, that's real. um, I mean, that she went real hard at him, but I understand (laughs) this is like your first big break. You're a teenager. That's heartbreaking for nobody to be answering you. You can't go straight to the threats, though. (laughs) And I think that's a common thing for Azalea. Like, even if she might be right in the beginning, she kind of loses it at the end because she just... Yeah, with the reaction. Yeah. So in 2010, they dropped Azalea and they got back together in 2011, but that didn't last either. <laughs> Around this time, she's being evicted from her apartment. She's running out of money. So she moves to Montreal. Mont- How do you say it? Monterey? No, Montreal. Montreal? Mont- <laughs> is that it? I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Are you talking about Canada or the States? Canada. Montreal? Yeah, sorry. I've been drinking. Bro, I, I, I've been... Now, you messing with what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> Confusing me. Michael DeFritis let her sleep on his couch. And the article, The Making of Azalea Banks on Spin.com, just calls him a guy. But I saw another call him a manager. So I'm thinking if he was in the music industry, he was pretty small potatoes. Mm-hmm. Just kind of helping her out, you know? Yeah. While there, she shot a video for her probably most popular song, 212, and started sending it around, but people were not responding or interested. Ooh, and now you know how big that got. Mm-hmm. A few months later, Michael gave her $900, drove her to New York, and dropped her off. Michael had this to say about her. It's a bit of a sore spot for me. She's a talented kid. I wish her her the best. But something unspoken happened, and I'm not telling you. Exactly. Because what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) An article called Has Azalea Ruined Her Career, published on January 18, 2013, alleges that Azalea was getting into fights with everyone and was being a nightmare and mean to everyone she meets. So already these rumors of her being mean or (laughs) starting fights are already starting yeah and they're in your reputation and she ain't even had her big break yet no like big one it's gonna fuck with your uh credibility from there she moves back in with her mom and sold keychains in a jazz club she also danced at a strip club her song 212 gets edited and put on youtube from there it becomes a hit now all these record companies are wanting to sign her but Mm. she's She signs on to Interscope Records. 
I couldn't really find out why Interscope Records kept pushing her album Broke with Expensive Taste back, uh-huh. which is my favorite album name. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> I can definitely empathize with it. But Azalea soon starts wanting to be out of the contract. And she's telling in interviews, she's hiding new songs from them and tweeting she wants out. Interstate. They really. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say they must. They must not really have wanted Azealia Banks because sounded like all it needed was the audience approval of two one two being a good song, and then they start calling her back. Whereas when she sent them the shit, they was like, eh, "Okay, bye, bitch." Yeah, I hate that I, some shit. And I don't get like the album was done. Like, why keep pushing it back? Yeah, like, are you punishing her? Because if if the if the goal is to make money and generate buzz and that's your client what's what's with the um what's with the lagging like wouldn't you want to put or make it look like she's putting her best foot forward y'all been in the studio this is a great piece of work why would you keep stalling it out interscope never released her album but they did drop her she ended up releasing the album later with a different label let's see yeah it it doesn't make sense like I believe the album came out in, I want to say, 2014. And I mean... I could not tell you. I just knew it was after high school. (laughs) I got phases in my life. I know it was in that phase. Yeah. The album released November 7th, 2014. 212 came out like two years prior. Like, so there was a huge delay. Oh, yeah. They losing her buzz. Yeah, exactly. She makes her own buzz, but like the positive buzz. But... I think maybe it has to do with the buzz that was going on behind the scene already with her Twitter. So now we're going to tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're going to get into her controversies that have overshadowed her career. And there are so many, I know I'm going to miss a lot of them, but I just picked some randomly. Okay. And this is why this episode is different because most of the time it's a steady rise and then like they do something big and it's a fall off. Yeah. Mushroom cloud. Bam. How did they recover? Yeah. But hers has always been a very problematic artist from the beginning. Yeah. What I noticed is that everybody says that the same few things about Azalea. Uh, She's problematic. She's talented um she can get out of control she's outspoken she speaks her mind and or that and they're scared of her but she what what i'll say is that she ain't she's never really fallen off like you i'll see her trending every once in a while i'll that's how i know she's did something you just Mm -hmm. see her you just but it's not usually for a good reason of course yeah it's more about her personal life than the music but you know maybe maybe nowadays that's the pressure you'll take Cause that's the press that you get. So January, 2012 rapper, Trey Sean. Do you remember Trey Sean? <sighs> yes. Uh, quarantine <laughs> made me remember Gucci Gucci. <laughs> I did not remember her until I was researching this. I'm like, Trey Sean. Oh my goodness. And Blast from the though, past. Bro. Even though she was problematic is I, I am shamed to mention that sometimes Gucci Gucci. I mean, it just gets into the queue. <laughs> <laughs> so rapper Trey Sean retweets a link to Pornhub. I said that weird. Retweets a link to Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> that Pornhub tweeted out that said, have you guys heard 
at Azalea Banks 212. I guess that can't get in eaten, which are her lyrics from lyrics, 212. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, poor. <laughs> which, you know, it's it's good yeah. marketing. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> so but for some reason, when Azalea saw Treshawn retweeted this, she was not having it. She and t- not like her. And she tweeted, you think you're funny? And then tweeted again, you're a dumb bitch and you can't rap. I'll sit on your face. Fall back, slut. She tweeted some more, but do you Make think single signals. she should have been I mad at this? Heard. At that, uh, what the public is seeing? Absolutely not. Uh, seems like... <laughs> She'd been waiting to light that light her up. That's what she she had them things saved in her head. But maybe there was something that we don't know, or maybe there wasn't. And she just said all that shit. I think she misunderstood what the tweet was trying to say and got super defensive. But she didn't mention Pornhub at all, the company. And you know, she <laughs> shit on a company fast. She just said, Oh fuck you, man, bitch. That's like that's she went straight for old girl. She did. So who do you think is in the right in this one? Krayshawn or Azalea? Obviously, Jesus is the only one who knew the answer. <laughs> no, I want to keep a score to see if we think, if you uh, think, you're the judge okay, here. Okay, okay. Then our, if if I got to pick a side, and I don't even like that I got to say, but it, I guess it will go to Krayshawn because if if that's the only thing that we see is old girl retweeted this and and that's what set you off, then no, Azalea, you're not right in this case. Okay, that's one against her. Also in 2012, Lady Gaga had Azalea on her album Art Pop. 2012! Azalea's verse ended up being dropped from the album, but Azalea claims Gaga stole the name Art Pop from Azalea because Azalea has called her music Witch Hop. Azalea also. Wait, claims- what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to follow some of that shit. Witch Hop? Witch, witch Hop. All like right. a witch and hip hop. Yeah. All right, so they battling about the pops and the hops and the hibbity hips and you don't stops. Azalea also claims that a song was dropped from art pop called Red Flame was originally named by Azalea and Dada stole it. And Azalea is known for like a mermaid aesthetic. She uses it a lot and said Mm -hmm. Dada stole that from her too. Do you think Azalea owns the exclusive rights to mermaids? Because this is something that has come up repeatedly. I think when Nikki... Not just Lady Gaga? No, when Nikki had... Lady Gaga. What was that? Bed? And she was like, by water? She's like, bitch, you trying to steal mermaids or something. Like, anytime someone uses mermaids. Really? Oh, okay. Well, let's know that this is a... um, What's it called? A recurring trend. Secondly, no. Um, I think she's probably... She was definitely sore about being on the album and then being dropped from the album. Especially when, if you know about Art Pop, R. Kelly made the album. Like, he gets to be on the song. So Zillia couldn't be on the song. She was probably pissed. And she was <laughs> going to tell you about yourself now. I mean, if you had her on the, if you had her on the album, is Zillia saying something? I don't know. The only thing I saw Dada say was she has a bad attitude, which... I just saw that alleged. I did not see like a clip of her saying it. Yeah, and if 
I hope folk, I don't think there's going to be a clip of Lady Gaga saying that. I don't think she probably would say that. If anything, I think she probably didn't say anything. So, are we on Azalea's side? Are you on Azalea's side? This one, huh? <laughs> Who's sorry? I don't know. I, I, you need to Lady know. Lady Gaga doesn't really have a size. Just like once again, you know, <laughs> started going off. So. I understand the reaction is what I'll say. So I, I guess I'll, I'll be on Azalea's side this time. Ooh, like, hot take. Hot I'll just say, take. I'll just say, yeah, you, I, a bitch be mad and petty sometimes too and lights up somebody who rejected her. Listeners, so if could, you don't agree, be free to send Katrina hate mail. Please answer <laughs> money attached. 2013, Azalea and Perez Hilton get entered on Twitter. Azalea. she's right she's right (laughs) hold on she calls him the f-word saying the f-word is not a homosexual male but a man who acts like a woman she says if you listen to her music and you are not offended by the n-word you cannot be offended by the f-word i feel like azalea baines just says the lowest things possible to win an argument yeah and what does that mean i don't get that sentence if you're not offended by the N-word when you listen to my song, like... Because she uses you, the N-word in her songs, and if you're not offended by that, then you cannot you should, be offended by the F-word. Well, con- context is everything. And I didn't really include Perez Hilton's response because he was just like, you know better than to be saying that word, and she was just throwing off. Yeah, that's true. You don't need to be calling people the F word just to tell them about them. So especially Perez. Perez had so many unlikable qualities in the 2000s and 2010s. I mean, you could have easily used a plethora of other words. Exactly. So who are you giving the point to? Mm, they, they, neither one deserves a point because neither one honestly has a moral ground. Neither so one. in this in this case, this is this is a draw. I really don't. I really shouldn't pick anybody. Huh. Interesting. September 2015, Azalea is on an airplane. And when she goes to leave, a couple are getting like their stuff from the overhead luggage area. And she tries to squeeze past them. But the man puts his hand out like to stop her. And Azalea goes off and she spits on the man and she punches him. Ooh. Later, the flight attendant tells her to calm down. I don't know why, but he holds on to her bag. I don't know if they were, like, waiting for the police. And she's yeah. telling her she can't go. But there is a video of this part. And she's just saying, give me my bag. Give me my bag. I want to go. She then calls him a fucking F word. And well, damn, she loves that word. She Top does. in her vocab. She does. God damn. And then it's said that she ran off the plane without her bad but the couple did not end up pressing charges <laughs> whoa what <laughs> they the couple didn't press charges <laughs> she spit on you bro they said they were on holiday <laughs> that's even more of a reason to do it i don't know it's, i feel they like they didn't want to come back for the court case yeah they'd have I, to like I... I hear you on that one, buddy, but she had she would have had to pay me, buddy. What did Perez do to her? Because okay. Perez Maybe. Hilton just got into like a beef of hers and like sided with someone. Well, yeah, she definitely with her just calling everybody the F word and then her just going off by I think she got some some form of she 
I don't know. She don't need to be out in society like that. If uh, if things are rattling her like that, she needs to talk to somebody. Yeah, she did claim that um, the man hit her first, but the eyewitnesses on the plane say that that did not happen. Okay, if the eyewitnesses say it didn't happen, I'm gonna just go with the eyewitness. And yeah, she she just needs to figure out what's going on with her. Because what the hell? First of all, even out, just doing all that on in that type of environment is just not safe at all for you no. or other people you gotta sometimes take space yeah. while we're on the topic i hope of she airplanes. wasn't really hit by somebody though but damn what the hell are you spitting on me and hitting me <laughs> i see why you took about it like bitch you can't just get away freely <laughs> yeah while we're on the topic of airplanes after getting into it with duritus on an irish airline azalea got on instagram and said comments like don't y'all have a famine to go die in and calling them inbred leprechauns and saying the women were ugly, but that was in 2019. Okay. First of all, yeah, those comments are trash. Uh, I will say that that first one was trash and shit. What, what type of line is that? Don't you get them a famine to die in? Bitch, that was years ago. It's, Don't it's be a, bringing up old shit. It's a historical burn. I know. How dare you try to go all history on me, you bastard. So she doesn't get that point either. Um, She is just going out of her way because the thing is, you don't have to go against the whole Irish people just because one person exactly. fucked you over and they're Irish. And she said more than that. Like, I just put pulled some out, but she like... She probably lit them up more. Uh-huh. Machine gun style. Like, you, you do something to me and I'm like, oh. Well, no, let's not even go there with fake insults. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you piss me off, and then I start talking about all the Mexicans in all the world. <laughs> exactly. That's- and like I said, I think she's just going for, like, the lowest thing she can think of. Like, I'm going to get you. and At this point, it's got to be shock argument. value. It's got to be shock value, because why are you saying the absolutely, mo- like, most uh, diabolical uh trash that shit as soon as something happens you just want to be out there doing the most because i don't understand why she goes so hard i feel like that is how some people argue how her side doesn't even make sense all you're doing is just shoving insults we don't even know what the fuck happened all we know is that (laughs) you're talking about them dying in a fan a famine and you call them leprechauns that are inbred a lot of this like that i would read like they don't even report like how it started because it's usually something very small or or they you don't even care because you just want to tell everybody what fucked up shit she said this time. Which that's why I had to investigate more because I don't want it to be like, you know, oh, we're just piling on Azalea if she's not. You know, because some people uh-huh. would be like, you're just reporting on the reaction, not like what caused the reaction kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're and everybody is. Uh, entitled to react the way that they they feel they should in a situation but <laughs> i'm free to judge yeah in 2016 zane malik from one direction fame was next to get on azalea's bad side Ooh. azalea thought malik's new video shared some similarities with her video chasing time and oh, i actually damn. really love chasing time that is a good song she tweets damn zane be mood boarding the fuck out of me and then, and okay, little white kids, I definitely liked Zane and definitely feel like he's a cutie pie. Malik responded by saying he sees someone's reaching and then said, my act's too good for you. So if he was talking about Azalea, it's not confirmed. Mm-hmm. 
If it ain't directed, it ain't respected. <laughs> but this sends her on a rampage, calling him a curry-scented bitch. Oh, damn. Calling him a sand N-word, a F-word, saying he's a refugee, saying he's trying to act like a white boy, acting like a black boy. Uh, damn. This gets her kicked uh. off from Twitter. Calling people sand? <laughs> it's not funny, but it's it's never, outrageous. Like I've never, never heard, heard these. That one. Yeah. That's a new one to old Trina Bop. <laughs> Do you think she might have overreacted a little? Even if he was responding to her? Mm, no. I mean, wait, hold on. You sorry. don't think she overreacted? I'm sorry. I'm not all here. Um, no, I was gonna say that no, she had no reason to to say to say any of that. Really. Should she have been suspended? Suspended on Twitter. That whole Twitter shit, I don't even know anymore. Because now they, they banned Trump, but they let Trump rock for however long. Mm-hmm. They got all these people doing worse stuff. They they, they pick and choose how they want to do their rules. So Okay, but I we're not talking about everyone else. We're talking about Azalea Banks. Yeah, right so now. I can't really say anything with the whole Twitter suspension. I mean, they, they just wanted to silence her. So that's what they did. They just cut her account off. It I'm wasn't about if she if she did anything bad or not, but, you know, because yeah, maybe she don't need to be saying shit like that on the public platform. I get it. Okay. It just breeds hate speech sometimes. Yes, I feel like it's because why? Speech. Why did she say half of that? And it was in no response to the the original complaint. If yeah, she could have called him like you know talentless, saying he's topping her because that's what she's saying that he's topping her. Mm-hmm. Saying that he can't really face me, he didn't really say like. Once again, if he said that, it was very vague, and you don't know for sure. If anything, you should be vague and shady back and not hateful. Not all those. Not all those. Again, Especially she's going to the lowest thing. Yeah. You know, we got a tally on that. Take a shot. October 2016, posted on Facebook. She says, to recap my night, I went to a party at Russell Crowe's suite, at which he called me an N-word, grew me out, and spat on me. So the story goes, Azalea went to a party with mutual friend rapper RZA. RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan. Is that how it's pronounced? I, I didn't even look it up. Mm-hmm. You said how is it pronounced? Riza. Riza. Okay. It's RZA. Is which one is it? It's Riza. Okay, I'll say Riza. Well, there is something called Azalea to get angry and threaten to cut people. One eyewitness account says it started where Azalea laughed at Russell Crowe's music choice, calling him a boring white man. When a guest jumped in and told her she needs to quiet down, that made her go off. She allegedly said, quote, you would love it if I broke my glass, stabbed you guys in the throat, and blood would score everywhere like some real Tarantino shit. Hell yeah, Zillia, we would love it. (laughs) Okay. When Azalea broke her glass, Russell bear-hugged her and threw her out of the party. Azalea was crazy enough to say it and then semi-do it. (laughs) Get her her ass out. (laughs) Azalea tried to press charges, but with all the right eyewitness testimony against her, the charges were dropped. 
And at that time, no one was really believing that happened. Here's what I'll say. Um, that's very, well, I don't know if you're going to get into it, if this is the end of the story, but that's a very, uh, I don't know. Cause here's the thing. She was invited someplace. She could definitely be well, a especially. Was. Oh, okay. So well, she went with Look, before I say that, okay. So Rizzo was invited to the Russell Crowe stuff. He takes Azealia. That's what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so, okay. Now, okay, then back to my semi-theory is uh, Azealia is crazy. I could maybe see that happening. But also, um, Azealia don't know nobody in that bitch. So all those are Russell Crowe's friends. So Uh she's not protected very well in in there. So if her story is the right story, bitch, we don't know. I watched a clip on the Breakfast Club interview, and Riza does seem to speak highly of Azalea. And he did say anything that happened was a result of Azalea's actions, but he does say that Russell Crowe did spit. Like, he says he didn't spit at her, but spit, like, on the ground near her. Okay, first of all, Riza, what the fuck happened then? Don't be just, don't be just giving people fake-ass tidbits. What happened? Um... okay it sounds like it's a mix of both of what they said happened they both were just turned up but she shouldn't have been breaking glasses yeah threatening you would just love if i slit your throat right now wouldn't you yeah (laughs) go around saying shit like that in crowds of people azalea responded saying she hopes he drops dead and said that he lied about russell not spaying on her at first yeah, because sometimes that whole you you don't want to put flame on the fire. He didn't really spit on her, but the spit was in the vicinity of where her body was. Yeah. I don't know. I think that is important, whole spitting on. But I mean, obviously, Azilia, you know how important that is. She's been spitting on people. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Um, what's his name on a breakfast lunch? Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. He even said, like, don't you think it's weird that, like, a. Uh, Black man would not black man, a white man would split on a black woman right in front of you. Like, did you say anything? And yeah, like how did you how she get home, Rizza? What'd you do? He's like, Oh, well, the spit like landed on the floor, it wasn't really at her, and it almost hit me. And Russell apologized to me, and that's just pretty much how it ended. Like, he didn't like really go more into it. Well, I don't know. I think as a, if she broke that glass, that was some crazy shit, but Seems like there's a cover-up, ladies and gentlemen. Something happened at that party. Maybe Azalea ain't 100% wrong on this one. Riza directed the movie Love Beats Rhymes. I didn't have time to watch it, but Azalea is the main character. And it has Jill Scott in common and was released by Lionsgate. So Ooh. even if it was just like a decent kind of movie, I think it could have been really good for Azalea, but it seems she cannot seem to stay out of trouble. Yeah, I didn't hear about this movie at all. I did not. I, I didn't know she was in a movie. I didn't either. Um, I don't know. I think it was like, you know, limited release. But that's also probably to they couldn't have her promoting the movie anymore. Oh, yeah. They don't want her attached to it. Dang, yeah. I didn't even think about that. And I mean, that's how her relationship with Rizzo was formed was through the movie. Then it all comes crumbling down and she says she hopes you die. Yeah. Azalea still releases some music like the song Anna Wintour and the Big Big Beat. And they are both really amazing songs. 
I've heard Anna Wintour. If you look at those comments, people are rooting for her, but they are also acknowledging that she's highly problematic. And I think all her music really showcases she has a great voice. She can rap and it's so original. No one sounds like her, mm-hmm. but it is going kind of unnoticed. Like, unless you're looking for Azalea, I don't think most people are hearing her music. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, what I do see is sometimes, and if she does like trend for something, they'll maybe notice, like they'll not notice. They'll maybe mention her latest single or something that came out, but then they get right into, you know, whatever happened, but no, it's, it's not about the music. She was just trending maybe like a few weeks ago. Like she was at a concert performing and everyone's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, look how amazing she's doing. Look how good she's doing. But I feel like that always happens where she does good. She's trends maybe for a good thing, but then the other shoe drops and she says something stupid or does something stupid. Well, the thing, I mean, if people are going to treat her like this musical genius and whatever, some of the best people who were great in music were either crazy or nasty or troubled. Yes. Not crazy in a stig, stig, stigmatized sense. I'm, I just mean like they maybe weren't mentally well. Sorry. I have to stop getting, I got to get crazy out of my vocabulary. December 2016, Azalea Bain shares a video saying she's going to be cleaning out three years of brujeria or witchcraft and shows her closet, which is just caked in dry blood and feathers. Her closet was caked in blood? Like chicken blood and feathers. Did you not see that video? I know. The thing is, I think I know what you're about to go into, but hell no, I wasn't watching no videos when it came to no witchcraft. I'm too scared. Okay, where the video doesn't really show anything. She has, like, safety goggles on, and she's like, we're about to do some cleaning of some three years of Brujeria, and then she, like, shows the closet, and it, it's just, like, you can't really tell it's blood. It's just, like, black black stains in the closet and feathers. Yeah. That's, and, that's scary. <laughs> I just can't get with it. Maybe It's just not in my, my culture, my nature. Okay, but how do you feel about the whole thing? Do you think people are overreacting when they're, like... Be mad about that. Oh, about her doing that? Yeah, pretty much killing the chickens and the closet. If y'all are eating chicken, calm the hell down. <laughs> That's my thing. I feel like people do. We are killers. <laughs> Not like, we. You you back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, Jose used to be a primo killer. <laughs> More than a decade. Um, but yeah. If you're a meat eater, I don't think you really have a leg to stand on about her killing chickens. Like, she's just using it for something different. Yeah, it's not like her killing uh, domestic pets or something something like that. Like, uh, she's, I don't know. Is, is it dubious? Sure. Can I be really mad at her buying chickens and then killing them and using them for her, her useful things? It ain't on no uh, weird, um, what's that one word? I don't know. She ain't doing the chicken, so let her do her thing. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. Like, I would never kill a chicken, and I'm not advocating for chicken murder. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, if she's going to do it, and that's her belief, like, it's no different than eating them to me. Yes, and we know some people got some crazy beliefs when it comes to uh, their religion, and they got rituals and stuff. So I feel like it's not any 
more extreme than some other um, some other cultures in history, both past, present. As August 2020, Azalea makes a post saying she thinks she's done here, talking about the pandemic, isolation, and public ridicule is making life harder than it's worth. She says she thinks she will end her tenure on Earth soon. And to a lot of people, it does seem like she's talking about suicide. Yeah, that or you talking about you about to launch into space. But yeah, it definitely sounds more uh, dark. Yeah. So people were trying to reach out to her. And, you know, just because she's doing this shit, we never want to be like, wish death upon her. Yeah, you can. And and, and at least when it comes to us, we appreciate her as as an artist. We, we don't want people to uh, to kill themselves no matter what. I mean, nah. She then shares messages from her mom where they pretty much accuse each other of being addicted to drugs. And Azalea says the part of the reason she is so stressed out or depressed is her mom wishing her dead. And That's hard to hear. Yeah. she. It was on Instagram, like a screenshots on Instagram. She has now deleted them, but you can find them. And it's, it is kind of like sad that her mom's not in her corner, like. Their, op- their oppositions. I mean, they're they're both opposing each other when they could use this to come together and try to heal each other. Yeah. And it's just like they're just straight attacking each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's just, just getting worse. Yeah. It's just a small screenshot. So I can't really say that much about it. But what you can see is not that good. Azalea Banks had this to say in 2021 after her engagement. I just got engaged, cunts. I'm crying. I'm Jewish now. Mazel tov, bitches. We in here. <laughs> We in here. Who's we? Am I in there? Am I in there with you, girl? I want to be in there. I'm Jewish. Someone someone responded, doesn't work like that. Not exactly, girl. (laughs) Mazel tov, bitches. Where's my dreidel? Come on. Which Azalea responds, well, I try to tell the trans girls that getting castrated doesn't automatically make them a female, Uh, but society can do mental gymnastics to lie and tell them that an aidless person who still produces semen is a woman and let them rock. You are going to be bend the rules to accept this newly black Jewish coochie. I'm Jewish now. You can't stop me. So (laughs) I don't get what being jewish and trans have to do with one another but there's Once a process again, to converting building she wanted to she even wanted to say something about that oh my gosh this person said i can't be jewish i know exactly where i'm gonna do that i'm gonna put that transphobic hate i've been waiting for opportunity because what was all that it was totally separate from now let me you gonna take this this black jewish pussy it was just so separate statements exactly you just went in about castration and all this and you can't they can't be seen as women and bitch okay calm down she goes on to say a lot more transphobic comments but ends it with because why can you chop off your cock and say you're a girl but i can't catch jewish nut and be jewish stop trying to exclude black people from everything which that argument doesn't hold up to me. Stop trying to exclude black people from everything there doesn't apply in that situation. Jewish people. <laughs> yes. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, ain't nobody even saying that. Ain't nobody even saying your ass can't become Jewish. 
She just says that your ass is engaged. It just don't work like that, bitch. You, you actually do have some more work to put in, you lazy bitch. Motherfucker, just oh, well, oh, I'm engaged and I can't be Jewish. Huh? You can't chop and ch- chop and screw and calm the fuck down. Somebody hurt you, and you made sure we all felt that hurt by spreading that fucking unnecessary ass hate. I didn't even know. Is it every time you say a story, it'd be like Azalea Banks shoved in a hallway. She calls, <laughs> she talks about their dead mother and grandmother, and then takes steps to exhume the body and piss on it. Yeah. Like she Jeez. just does too fucking much of she's a hurt person. She that's, really does need to get honestly. Her that's why I was thinking this whole time when I was doing the research on her. Like she's just so hurt. I feel like that, that she's lashing that out. Goddamn thing that she's done though. It, it does not. And I every time I listen to her music, I'm like, oh, this is so good. And then I like look up things like, well, this is why she's not making it because she says comments like this. And I mean, that was 2021. I thought she was 2021, done. 2021, bro. I thought, yeah, like I didn't. Before it was like almost every week, like you know, Azalea Banks is saying this, she's saying that, she's saying this. But I feel like people are getting so numb to it now that they're not even reporting on it anymore. Yeah, a lot of people are starting to get desensitized to her bullshit, which is not, it's not, um, it's not exactly good because you, her words are are leaving a very lasting impact. Those are the, those shouldn't be easily discarded. Like what she's saying needs to be, she needs to be held accountable for what she's saying, just like these other people we'd be talking about. Yeah, she has had more feuds with Beyonce, with Erica Baldu. Tons. With Nicki Minaj, a very recent one with Nicki Minaj about the whole vaccine thing. She um, talks about everybody. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why I, Taylor Swift, like I could not include everyone in this episode. I just, I feel like the ones I did pick were kind of ones that hurt her career more because you know a, a beef you didn't talk about her boiling her cat <laughs> I, I did that one out okay if you want to get into it what i'm just saying i mean I'm, I, I'm glad to find out that the cat was already dead because at first i was led to believe she was she went she went fatal attraction style a lot of people her, that's what they think yeah i didn't know i'm, I'm glad to know that at least was dead and I guess I, I'm glad to know that. Okay. She did have the cat for like years. The cat's yeah. name was Lucifer. Um, she had the cat before she was even famous, actually. And she buried the cat and then she unburied it, dug it out. And that's when she boiled it. And I can't really fault her on that one. I mean. It's both- just, why did she document that? <laughs> <laughs> why did we need to know that lucifer was getting tender on the stuff she did it I'm to like sorry, get his bones <laughs> like some people do collect bones so it's a weird thing to me but i kind of did it i can't even eat cabbage you know i put my ham hocks <laughs> on there to boil i can't even that's where i'm leaving off for azalea i just picked random ones that hurt her career the most i felt like mm-hmm do you think she has? I didn't keep that good of a score, but I don't think you're on you the Azalea side. <laughs> um, I'm not. I, even the one that I think I even gave to her, I feel like after everything that's said, I got to take it back. I, yeah, the you, only one you gave to her was Perez Hilton, and you only did that because of Perez Hilton. 
Yeah, I just really don't like Perez Hilton, honestly. Uh, I don't know how he's doing now, but if I got to go with what I've known from him through the years since I've grown up, he just wasn't the most favorable. Uh, he doesn't really like to take accountability as well sometimes. So, yeah, I don't really care for him. So they're, they're on level playing ground. I think she's worse with just how, well, no, never mind. She's not worse than Perez. I can't judge her verse. It's Perez. But she definitely has this issue with absolutely blowing up to the extreme when it's not necessary to the point where it's it's not even bad for her career. It's just bad for herself, her health, and her being free and not being locked up or restrained. I'm kind of surprised she's not locked up. Like, or they haven't tried to put a hold on, 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 on old girl. Because, you know, they did that to Brittany in a second when she was disobeying. Yeah, I guess. Because, but then again, she had people trying to control her control. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Um, do you think she has a comeback in store? Do you think she'll ever be as big as she was? Or I think she'll right? still be putting out um, decent songs that'll get little to no recognition because of how how tainted her reputation is and how she cup she, she here's the thing i think that there's probably been some people have probably done azalea wrong but she has also done people wrong to the point where it's like damn you can't it's hard to to advocate for her sometimes i don't think she deserves um to hate herself or want to like kill herself or do anything like that i just feel like she's at a place where she is young enough and hopefully uh has enough sense that one day she just decides to you know get herself together or just disconnect from the fucking internet yeah if she there are good artists creative artists you know genius people who work in the industry who are just not into social media and maybe she just needs to be one of them and at the best case, she can wait until uh, we got amnesia and just come back with something. Sweep us off our feet with some music and people will forgive you like that. Not saying that's good, but it happens. Yeah, I think if she would stay offline and she can release a song that, you know, blows people away, then mm-hmm. they would definitely fall in love with her again. It would I, at least open the door for her again. Yeah, I don't know if that's in for her. I mean, she was born 91. She's like... What is that? 30 years old now? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if she's learning. Like, <laughs> you're 30. I think she's probably, I, you know, I think she's probably still going to do what she's going to do. Maybe she'll have an epiphany in a few years. But if she's saying that crazy ass shit in 2021, she's not there yet. She's not ready yet. And I'm not <laughs> ready to be listening to you. I mean, her. <laughs> but, you know. Um, That is all we have for her. We do like to end every episode on a positive note with some kind of media that we relate to, that we like, that we want to talk about. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, should I go first? You can go first. Okay. So I'll allow it. Okay. I, I should go first because <laughs> I guess mine is a little bit of a downer, not such positive. I got like a media, a small media, and then I have a, a media conversation. Okay, interesting. So they're both about the same person. So uh, uh, I guess my media would be Dave Chappelle. Ooh. Anywhere from being the Dave Chappelle show or um, Killing Me Softly, one of his best specials. So I've uh, watched Killing Killing Them Softly a dozen times. It's hilarious. It has some of the most iconic jokes. Um, 
And believe it or not, even though it, I think it came out before Chappelle's show, I never seen it until after uh, for some reason. I loved the Chappelle show so much. I think I bought the box set at least three times and I've lost them all. <laughs> but uh, I love the skits, um, the uh, Charlie Murphy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably my Holly- favorite one. Yeah, the true Hollywood story things. I love them. I love the skits and everything. I love Dave Chappelle. So, do great. you remember when Keeping It Real Goes Wrong? I, I do remember a couple of them. I remember the the girl, the woman with the, uh, you you ain't going to be playing on my yes, phone. Yes, I think that one's actually my favorite one. That shit is hilarious. And then it was her big forehead girlfriend. <laughs> Behind it all. But yeah, uh, I, I just loved it. Uh, from when I was maybe in high school to college, especially in college, I watched it a lot. But anyway, that's just to say this. What I really wanted to talk about is Dave Chappelle's new special that literally just came out. I only watched it 1.5 times. And the first time I watched it, it was no video. Because uh-huh. I, was, I wasn't allowed to watch the video. So I just had to hear him. <laughs> so I have an official Why weren't you allowed to watch the video? It's complicated. I don't want to go into <laughs> Okay. That's just so sketchy. <laughs> Well, I was at work, so I couldn't, oh, have, okay. I couldn't have the screen up. I was like, are you in danger? <laughs> I was just being secretive. Uh-huh. So um, everybody's talking about how Dave Chappelle is, you know, kind of basically transphobic and keeps talking about the trans community and everything. And he was defending uh, J.K. Rowling and the baby and all this. So I wanted to kind of talk to you as well. And uh, did you watch it? I did watch it. Okay, I wanted to just kind of talk about how you felt about it and what I felt. So I'm not gonna lie, I switched a little bit. Ooh. So when I first, and the thing is, that's typically how I am. So I try not to form, uh, like do a whole. I guess I would call it like submit my opinion until I've at least sat on it for 24 hours, because I do, sometimes it takes, I got to get, um, I got to think about it. I got to break it down, whatever. So um, I watched it. I, I thought, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was funny. Was it the funniest thing I've ever seen? No. Was it the funniest thing I've seen from Dave Chappelle? No. But there was definitely moments in there where I do like the way that Dave Chappelle tells a story. He, I mean, they're not lying when they say he's like one of the greatest to do that. He really knows how to connect shit together. And I really do appreciate that. Uh, And I was like, well, you know, he was kind of basically saying that he's been embroiled in this scandal of being transphobic and saying these things. And it's been a part of his career for so long. And it really resurged when he came back to Netflix and do those specials and all that. And then goes into the baby and the, the J.K. Rowling, then eventually his his departed friend Daphne and all that. And when it ended, I was I was generally positive about it. Uh-huh. Like I didn't think it was the worst thing. I definitely thought that there were low blows and shots that maybe didn't need to be taken. But I'm trying to be. Um, I'm trying to think, OK, he's a comedian. He's not going to tell a story straight. He's he's going to come out of left field with something. But then I did start to think about some parts and I started to think about the special as a whole. And the thing is, I guess it 
that's why it was called the closer. But the whole special was about the trans community. That's essentially. That's what got was, me. And it was like, did this whole special need to be about the trans community, therefore telling so many trans jokes to the point where you're trying to say that you don't care and that you're on their side and you are an ally, but you do kind of revert to that kind of in a way, not hate speech, but you say these jokes that generate hate and that generate stereotypes that are thrown at the trans community. And I mean, comedy like that is supposed to toe the line a little, so I can Mm -hmm. get that. And it's not me to say what is offensive. You know, if a trans person or someone in a trans community finds it offensive, I'm just going to take it at that. Like, it's just because it's not offensive to me does not mean it's not offensive to someone else. Exactly. Um, But I did, I was, you know, on my phone and I started like zoning out a little bit because it's like move on from the joke. Like, you know, most comedians have different segments where we're telling this joke, we're telling this joke, we're telling this joke. And usually he does too. Exactly. And it's like, this is kind of weird. Like you're, it's almost bordering obsession to me. I didn't want to go far as say obsession, but it was crazy how, okay, he he did have like little trans sections in his past comedy specials. And it went from, okay, you being criticized by those jokes and then you being criticized by women for your women jokes, which is, you know, whatever. Women, you, some women just don't like women jokes. <laughs> understandable. Uh-huh. But she's talking about this and it was just like a whole special about people, people ain't liking me and people are canceling me and this and this, and I'm going to explain my history and why I deserve to not be canceled or why I should be able to talk the shit I talk because I'm, I'm really about this life. And it's like, I understand Dave, we know your history. No, we know you left the money on the table and all that, but like you did before in your action by walking away from the table, your actions speak a lot more than your words and your words are constantly going back to calling these these women men and saying like oh they they deserve their rights but you gotta um you gotta stop uh coming before you know black people you know the the kind of the way that he's kind of going about it which i do understand which you know, okay the, the whole L, but the lgbt community has their own movement and the, the civil rights movement has been going on longer but it does seem like we're kind of at a we're kind of joined together on, as far as progress but that's not to shit on one movement i didn't it's, like that because ours joke about you know at the end of the day you can be a white man like uh minority and you can still be you know if you're gay you can still be a white man or whatever he i get it's a joke but he kind of made it seem like just white people are gay and like you know some people can't do that they're just like a double minority yeah because i'm thinking like you got it it, it was like all in, in his special it seemed like most of the gay people and most of the trans people were just white people who already had one privilege and were trying to get another one. And he was not with that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I definitely had mixed feelings and it took me a second to digest it and think about it and think about how uh, it was a good, it was a decent special. It had good jokes, but then it was like, damn, what was the whole thing about you 
and being criticized and everybody and I and, and just like everybody is saying, I guess I got to say it too. I cannot stand when these celebrities, these multimillionaire celebrities get on their specials, get on Twitter and Instagram and cry that they're being canceled. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. If yeah. you, it's not even about canceling people. People are just talking about something that you did and you could address it. And, and say your point of view, you could apologize, you could double down, but people are just bringing it, just giving you the energy that was given to them. It's not even about cancel. I don't, barely anybody even says cancel except for the celebrity. If you notice that. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of times when people do say cancel, it's more like a joke or. It's, they're trying to be sarcastic now because it's the cancel and cancel culture and the cancellations has become a parody of itself. People are just trying to tell you what you did. It's, it's not like back in the day where you can do your dirt in private and it not be released until you decide to do a memoir that we find out you was sniffing drugs all over the place or that you was secretly killing people or all that. This this modern times, y'all want to be a part of social media. Y'all want to have the fame. There are going to be big takebacks on on what the great things that you're given. And this is one of them is that you being on the spotlight and people either really liking you, really not liking you, or the Venn diagram, the, the middle is people who like you or not liking you, criticizing you. Yeah, and honestly, if it was... Like, if this is my first time tuning into Dave Chappelle's special or something, I probably would not watch him again. I just... If this was your first one, I see fucking why. Yeah, like, I would not watch him again. I would feel like it is kind of mean-spirited. I feel like when you know his humor more, you don't think that. Mm-hmm. But I it does come off that way. Like, and, okay, I know the story with Daphne at the end was very sad. But it kind of was touching, but it was just the way it came about. It came off to me like where I had a black friend. Like, you know how people say, well, I have black friends type of thing. Like, that's how it came off to me. Like, I had a trans friend. Okay, so I thought, okay, exactly. I eventually came to that. But at first I was like, okay, I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to tell you that he was able to build a connection with somebody who you who you being uh, the audience or the criticizers say that I supposedly hate, but it's not even like that. And she was able to see the humor and see what I was talking about and stuff like that. That's how I viewed it initially. But then, like I said, I've seen it 1.5. So I went back to that part and I definitely see what people like you were talking about where it does come off like, well, this is my trans friend and my trans friend liked it. So you other trans people better like it too, or you can't say anything. Yeah. Like you can't use one person as the leader of a community. Yeah, it it does. To me, it. I was thinking the whole time, like, hmm, maybe this is pushing the line. It doesn't offend me, but again, it's not me to say like if mm-hmm. it's offensive. Also, and I, and I know he said that Daphne would appreciate the you know the jokes on the end about him you know really being a man and all that and jumping and all that. I get it. You saying that she would enjoy that joke because she knows your humor. Still very unnecessary. Very unnecessary at the end. I, I didn't think that it needed to be done. Mm, yeah. 
Like there were so many things that were unnecessary. But I get if you were trying to uplift her memory and you're trying to end on a good note and you know talk talk about yourself. But like I said, I I didn't think that that last uh, blow at the end was necessary. But you know, do your thing. If they but, just had uh, the last blow at the end, I can understand it. But it was the whole special. Yeah, he was lighting uh, trans people up the whole special. Started lighting Daphne up a little bit as well. <laughs> I. I I do enjoy his storytelling. I do think that Dave Chappelle is a funny comedian. He's he's a great comedian. But definitely after I saw this special, because the thing is, I was I I didn't just want to. I did tell you that uh, I did tell you yesterday I did want to talk about this, but I didn't just happen upon wanting to talk about Dave Chappelle. I've just been watching comedy specials all week. And I saw that he dropped his and just I decided to watch it because I downloaded Sticks and Stones and his first two that he did. And I was just watching them all. And then when I came across this one, the tone was just so different. And even though storytelling, though, it was nice and he was connecting the dots and it flowed and he is funny. It was just so pointed. It was so pointed and it seemed like he was just trying to absolve himself. Yeah, I feel like most comedy specials should make you feel like good at the end, like laughing and all that. And his kind of made me feel, I don't know, like yucky a little. Yeah, it just sound like, oh my God, we just went to this edgy comedian show. It wasn't like a real live, it gave you a special feeling. It was just like, damn, he was lighting the motherfuckers up. It yeah. I I'm very I I wouldn't watch it again. It, I feel like the jokes weren't that funny, to be honest. I feel like he does have mm-hmm. great comedic timing. I think, mm-hmm. like you said, he can tell a great story. Um, but it it wasn't his best work. Definitely. And I'm kind of, after the dust settles, because they lighten his ass up on social media, as I've seen, uh, about everything. And they definitely bringing that punch it down shit. It, you should, well, I don't know why he brought that shit back up. <laughs> They gonna hit him over the head with that, but um, I I'm I want to see what happens. He said this is his last one for a while. Uh, kind of ominous if it's gonna be his last one forever. You never know with him. He'll probably come back after some years. But I definitely want to see if he reacts to the backlash, and I want to see what happens. Maybe in a few years, if he decides to come back, if he's still so pointed and so focused, if he's lost support, gained support what the world's like but yeah maybe he just did it because he needs new material he's like well this would give me a lot he definitely went out with a bang he definitely went with something that would give him a lot of ter- material but just a, a ton of controversy yeah. you know and the thing is uh, you i'm sorry you, I, we were about to get off of this and go to your media but i just thought about this. he did kind of make it seem like you know uh, in his special that so many of the trans people he, he had dealt with or he was thinking of in these scenarios were white, whereas black trans people have been dying the most in these yeah. in the last year, well, this year and in years prior, but especially this year. That's so what really bothered me about that the was, special. That you, if you wanted to talk about trans people so much, why didn't you put a little mini spotlight on your people? You know, the 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 community that you you care so near and dear about being the black community as well, and 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 talk about that as well. But no, I, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you know, black trans people are are dying at a rapid rapid rate, and so for a black comedian to come in there 
Yeah, it does overall not give you a pleasant feeling about the special or Dave Chappelle. And like you said, if this is your first special, your first introduction to him, it's not a good one because it's not it's like a um, this is not something that you could revisit in years. This is not something timeless. This is not something that people want to keep talking about in a positive light. Like, you know how, like I said, killing me softly, whether you've seen it or not, that's something you could go back to and try to watch today. With the way in the tone he was talking about this one, you wouldn't want to revisit this in a year or two. Yeah, I don't want it done. This was like purposely for pub, pub, can I talk? Publicity, publicity standards. It's like garnering interest. I never think like a a joke should be at anyone's expense. And it does kind of seem like it's like that. Yeah. But is um, that all for your media? That's all, you know, I, I, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about it, uh, you know, and ask our listeners how you feel about it. Let us know, write, post, comment, you know where we are, Jose will tell you at the end. Yeah, let us know, because I don't really have a strong feeling either which way, like I have some mm-hmm. things I pointed out in this conversation. Mm-hmm. but And neither one of us are trans so we even though we are we empathize and we're allies we we truly don't know you know the plight yeah. we just know the black and mexican bl- plight <laughs> exactly um let's see for my media bring us up 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 i had one in mind and now i don't remember what it was god i know um i guess i'll talk about the h3 podcast which I don't even know why it's called a podcast if it's on YouTube. I feel like a podcast Ooh. is like the ears only. But <laughs> I, I've been wondering about a, a few of the podcasts on YouTube myself, but I do like H3. Okay. Well, I got into H3 right before Frenemies with Trisha Paytas came out. Mm. And because I saw her on TikTok and I thought her jokes were funny. And <laughs> I knew nothing about her. And I remember I sent you a message and then... Yeah. I like was looking into her and I saw her OnlyFans. I'm like, oh, never mind. I think she's like a <laughs> um, adult film actress or something. Like I was like, never mind. Like <laughs> she's just someone funny. And then you're like, no, that's Trisha. Blah blah blah. She's trash. And I was like, oh, so. But that's right, not exactly what I said. I don't remember. But I stand by that. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I started watching Frenemies and I really liked it. And then that ended because they had this big fight. <laughs> and. I stayed with H3 and H3, I have a problem. If I watch something too much, like a TV show or listen to a podcast too much, I start like picking up their words and their habits and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's really bad when I'm doing a podcast. Like if I'm binging a podcast, I'm like, well, don't say this, this is what this podcast story says. Yeah, and get I think, your shit together. Yeah. I think H3 is one of those that I'm not going to pick up their words because they do have different humor than me. Uh-huh. Um, but I do like, I'm trying to catch up because I didn't watch them before Trisha, um, but I'm staying and it is really hilarious. And their podcasts are like two hours or three hours long. And it's like, yeah, it's something that I can watch if I want to, but I don't have to watch. I just like, let it play. You know, I could just listen to it, mm-hmm. but they do keep up a lot with the new YouTube scandals, I would say. So I feel yeah, like they, it's, they're first on the scene. <laughs> yeah. So I just think it's hilarious. Um, I I watch all the shows now, the off the rails, the H3 after dark, the whatever. Dang. 
Once again, we flipped. It, this is kind of like Grey's Anatomy again. Like I was into Grey's Anatomy at first, and then I got I dropped them, and then here you come, binge watching them on Netflix, falling in love with them. Because the thing is, I do like H3, but I'm not as plugged in because, like you said, they mostly do the podcast now. But I was watching H3, I guess, um, the most when they just did the regular videos on YouTube and they were doing like uh, reactions and skits and stuff. That's when I started to watch them like a few years ago and I liked them a lot. But then when they started to kind of just go into the podcast world. Uh, I kind of just tapered off because, like I said, <laughs> ain't it sh- it's trash. I used to watch, I used to listen to a lot more podcasts, but then I just stopped listening to podcasts for some reason. And then uh, now I'm trying to pick it back up. I'm, I'm gathering um, an arsenal. But yeah, for some reason, even though I'm gathering an arsenal, I can't put them in there. They're too damn long. And they that's are saying long. something because my episodes are fucking full length films but i just can't do theirs but i do enjoy them (laughs) and if they do have clips i do tend to watch the clips though you know that's what got me at first like i was on trisha's tiktok and then i would see the frenemies clips i'm like well might as well watch and then i started watching it and i was like this is a little chaotic i don't know and i'm like oh (laughs) 100 percent. and i Trish, I want to cover Trisha one day, but she is such, she has such a rich history that I don't even know how to start. Yeah, how would you? I want to see your opening message. Quote one of her songs. <laughs> oh my god! I will say this, even though uh, I came to the channel for Ethan, I stayed for Ela. <laughs> oh my god, I love her. Like she's at first, hilarious. Okay, at first I thought, um, no offense to her, with peace and love, but like you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, she doesn't really say much. Like, I saw an episode, and she was, like, not really saying much. Mm-hmm. And then I saw more episodes, and she just, like, kills it. She has, like, she, even when she doesn't say much, she, like, she's hilarious. and Just her face is something. Yeah, just her yeah. face. And, like, she can say a lot without saying a lot. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh-huh. They, all the people on there are great. And- mm-hmm. Also, never mind. That is all. <laughs> that is all for our episode today. If you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email at saveyoursorry at gmail.com. And you can tell us about Dave Chappelle. You can tell us about your media. You can tell us if Katrina got the score system on Azalea Banks round, which I did a bad job keeping up with that. Bro, um, 100%. I've been off all the rockers today. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to reach us out on Twitter, you can do it at Save Your Sorry, but the your is spelled you are. If you want to see our Instagram, it's Save Your Sorry, spelled just like the podcast. If you want to give us a dollar or two, that is Cash App Save Your Sorry. So dollar sign Save Your Sorry. All this would be in the description below. And please rate us five stars. Please leave a review. If this is your first time joining us, like I said, it is a little bit of a different episode, but go back to our previous episodes and listen there. Don't treat us like that special. Don't want and done us. Listen, (laughs) listen more. We got something in the tank. You know, we, you know, we got something sometimes. Um, That is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.